Okay, so tip number one, the man that you're wanting to meet, what are five qualities that he would be looking for? Think about that. And then take those five qualities and have each one of your photos represent one of those qualities. So if you're like, all right, I'm wanting a man that's really interested in somebody to travel with, then have a photo of yourself traveling somewhere. It doesn't take a lot of thought. You can look and be like, oh, that girl likes to travel. Oh, that girl likes really, you know, nice food. That girl is open-minded and likes adventurous things. Or that girl prefers to lay on the beach and suntan. It doesn't have to be rocket science for him to figure out who you are and what you're wanting. And then one really big tip too for your first date would be go into it and pretend that he's already your boyfriend. Instead of having all of those first date jitters like, what do I do? What do I say? Like go into it and think like, what if this guy was already my boyfriend? How would I talk to him then? And then going back to like not meeting people online. And that is if you see a guy, it doesn't matter where he is, if you're in the grocery store or walking down the street or in a bookstore or on an airplane, just don't be afraid to make the first move. Like don't be afraid to walk up and just say something. It doesn't matter what it is. You can be like, hey, uh, where did you get your Starbucks coffee? Like even if the Starbucks is right there, it really doesn't matter what you say. It's just getting that first in and just starting a conversation. Hi, I'm Talia, and welcome to the Rebel Love Podcast, where each week I'll bring you a new episode exploring love, sex, and relationships. Join me as together we question, explore, and strive to understand. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Love Podcast. My guest today is Alexandra Doctor better known on Instagram as a connoisseur of life and travel enthusiast. Thanks to a post in a group on Facebook where she said, at the age of 37, I decided to go on one of those sketchy dating sites to meet a man. (laughs) I knew I had to invite her to the Rebel Love podcast. She's taught thousands of men all over the world how to attract the woman of their dreams. And after 13 years in the industry, she's considered one of the first female pickup artists for men. Thank you so much for being here and welcome, Alexandra. I'm so happy to be here today. I'm so excited to talk to you because when I saw your post on Facebook, I was like, what a great story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you. So before I made this post, I was a little embarrassed and I went back and forth. I'm like, do I post this? Do, Do I not post it? I had never actually posted something like that before, but I thought it was a really great learning experience for other women. So that's why I went ahead and did it. Yeah, and I just want to read everyone a little bit of the start of the post. So the the post starts, Alexandra writes, I did something crazy. It turned out to be the best decision I could have made. And then she goes on to say, at the age of 37, I decided to go on one of those sketchy dating sites to meet men that also like to travel. I figured I'd have tried every other way to meet my future husband, so why not try this? Um, I won't go into the rest of it because it's a pretty long post, but um, tell us a little bit about that and what happens. Sure. So... (laughs) Uh, well, what the post is about is, uh, I guess I was at a point of desperation. So I'm now 38 years old. So, uh, in the last few months I've gotten a year older, but, uh, so I was at the point, a point of desperation, truly like, I really want to find a husband. I really want to have kids and I'm not getting any younger. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? So I would I would call myself a strategist if you want to call it that. So I'm like, all right, let's see. 
um, how to make something come up. This also too, like I'm, I've traveled a lot over the years, and I'm really attract. I learned that I'm attracted to a very particular type of men. So I went on this website um, for men that also like to travel because I love to travel, and I I really took the time to put together like the ultimate dating profile that truly represented me. Like I didn't want to just put up a bunch of sexy photos. I wanted to show like the full scope of who I am. And um, I got a bunch of really weird messages to be honest, but um, I got this one. It was from a man actually in Saudi Arabia, which has its own stereotypes for sure. Um, but we can go into that more later. And he actually messaged me once. I didn't respond. About two months later, he messaged me again saying that he had actually, I'm from Seattle, Seattle, Washington. And he said that he had also gone to school in Seattle, but is from Saudi Arabia and lives there now. Um, so I thought I'd respond back. And um, I didn't want to chat back and forth for too long. So I recommended we move to WhatsApp. This was my recommendation, actually, because I didn't want to waste time. I was like, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just and, let's uh, just fail fast. Yeah, <laughs> let me just. Fail. Yeah, right. I don't have the time to chat right. a whole manuscript back and forth. So, um, anyways, we went to video chat. After that day, we have talked every single day, morning and night, um, because of the time difference. Um, we've we haven't stopped talking, and it's been I don't even know how many months now. Eight months, something like that. Um, so it's been quite a while, but going back to that post, it was about our first date. Mm. <laughs> we had never met before and he asked me, so we talked back and forth for two months. Mm -hmm. And then he asked me, he's like, where's your dream travel destination? So the one thing missing in the post actually is I've traveled almost everywhere I really want to go, but I've been holding out on one location and that was my dream honeymoon. <laughs> Um, because I always dreamed like, all right, eventually when I do get married, my future husband's going to say, all right, Alexandra, so where do you want to go on a honeymoon? And then I'm going to say, well, I've already been everywhere. And that's kind of, that kills the romantic mood. So I've been holding out on South Africa. Wow, <laughs> so okay. I was like, you know what? What the hell? I'm just going to tell this guy my dream trip is to go to South Africa. And he's like, okay, <laughs> well, let's do it. So he's like, do you want to go anywhere else? And then I was like, well, how about Dubai? <laughs> Never been to Dubai before. So they're not that close. Um, it's still like a eight or nine hour flight between them. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but uh, he's like, all right, we'll meet in Dubai and then we'll go for almost a month to South Africa. Wait a second. This is your first date, right? This was our first date ever. <laughs> I know how it's, I even feel, oh my gosh, I feel funny even telling you this. No, no, but, it's great. Um, I want to hear everything. <laughs> I was, you know, in my mind, I'm like, all right, if I'm going to go for it, I might as well just go for it. Right. Not hold back. It's crazy enough. Even if I said, hey, let's meet in California, it's the same thing. Like, it's still, we've never met before, and it's still right. a trip, and it's still a guy that I don't know. So, well, I think a lot of people have traveled. I've I've traveled to meet someone for the first time for sure. Yeah. Um, let, let's just give this a little bit of context, though. So, how long were you chatting to this person for? So it was about two months before um, I agreed to, and it was two months every single day um, going back and forth before we decided to spend a full month together on our first date. And and you'd video chatted, so you'd seen him in person, well, not in person, but 
via video. On, on video. Yeah. And and I guess my first question is the safety issue. How did you determine if you felt safe enough to, to go on that trip? So I will say this. So after talking to him day and night, I really felt like I knew him. And especially with video, if it would have just been text messaging, I don't think that wouldn't have worked for me, to be honest. Um, I really, because I've seen too many of these catfish shows where it's some person that right. you know, yeah. isn't, you know, who, isn't you don't who know who's going to, right. So you never know who's going to just be texting you. No, but we, we truly like opened up, I'd say quite a bit in these first two months. And I really felt like I knew him and we laughed every day. And like, I, I truly felt like he was just somebody that I already knew, but just hadn't seen in a long time, I guess. So I was still terrified for safety. Yeah, and we kept saying over and we kept saying to each other over and over again, like, please don't kill me. Like, please don't. Like, oh he, said that to, he, said that, he, said, he said that to me. I said that to him. We probably said it half a dozen times each before we actually right. met. Like, like, we both had all these different ideas of how, what, I don't know, please don't kidnap me. Please don't this. Don't. And we're like, all right, fine. I promise that I won't kidnap you. That'll be an expensive. Kidnapping escapade. <laughs> I've watched too much. I've watched too much TV. I guess over the years, <laughs> too many ideas. But um, so what I also did though is well something else slightly crazy that was out of character for me is I told him that I wanted all of the planning hundred percent to be in his hands. Um, I normally I'm the planner, but I said I'm putting my full trust in you. Plan the whole trip. You don't even have to tell me where we're going. I said, I, I really don't even want to know. Like, we'll just, from step to, you know, each step of the way, you mm-hmm. can just surprise me on the trip. And um, so what I did, though, he gave me a very general outline. And I sent that to, I think, three or four. I was, was going to say, I hope you sold someone where you're going. I told my friends, I said, every for the first like three days, every 24 hours, if yeah. I don't check in check with in. you, like yeah. come and find me. Yeah. And then like <laughs> totally, after, totally. after like three days, I was like, all right, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we do, kind of I did that off. on dates here as well, you know, when you're younger. Sure. If you're, yeah. yeah, you let people know where you are, or you do that Uber pool thing, you know, where you let people know when you're in the Uber, you let the close friend know. Oh, I didn't even know. About yeah, that. there's it like a function like a good... on the app. It's it's pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So you so you met him in Dubai. You had some um, friends knowing where you were and checking in. Smart. Yeah. And then what happened? So you met him in Dubai. Did you guys sleep in the same hotel room together, or we didn't? So here's the thing. Like I know that there's a lot of very thoughts about this like even in the post that I made so many girls responded oh did you share a hotel room with them you know I would never share a hotel route with them a hotel with them you know did you use the same bathroom all sorts of things but you know what at the same at the end of the day like I want a real relationship and I trusted him enough to be able to fly literally all the way around the world to meet him I don't know I want it to be an intimate relationship and the thing is too I, I fully trusted him he didn't seem like the person that was gonna force me into anything if I would have had any red flag or any inkling that it would have been uncomfortable in any way I wouldn't have done that mm. but it just felt fully it fully felt comfortable so I was and, like why not and you had enough funds that if something went wrong you could have got your own accommodation and- that's a that's a great point and I, I think Another thing too, I've traveled enough where I trust myself that like if there was any red flag, 
I would be out of there in a second. Right. And I and I'm able to afford. I'm not depending on somebody else to right. buy me a plane ticket home, mm. or I'm not going to also, you know, hand over my passport to somebody. Or yeah, you're so. cautious. You've traveled. You yeah. Know, or if if I needed, you know, or I have points for hotels if I needed to stay. I could even have stayed in this. We stayed in a beautiful five star hotel, but I had points. I could have stayed in the same hotel gotten my own room if I wanted but I, I just don't think that it's you felt safe it's you just, felt safe. I just I just felt safe yeah, yeah. that's awesome okay so, so you got there you had uh, how many days were you in Dubai uh it was five days and the reason we went to Dubai I wanted to go to the world expo because I used to live in Milan Italy I was actually dating a man in Italy and while I was there they had the expo and I went to that and it was incredible but the craziest thing happened so the minute I land so it was, it's truly like we, it felt like we knew each other. It was just, it was easy right from the get-go. But he actually was super, super, super sick. Oh, no. <laughs> like, re- like, when I say sick, I mean, like, bedridden. Oh, my gosh. Really ill. We had to call a doctor to the hotel room. So I ended up, for the full time we were in Dubai, I ended up just taking care of him in bed. And we hardly left the room at all, which oh. is great. Which is what, crazy. What was wrong with him? Did he have like food poisoning? He had, he had tonsillitis. Oh, I've had, it's bad. Yeah. So he, was, really he had a really high temperature and, and here I was just like, oh my gosh, this is our first date. And this poor, this poor guy is, try, he's trying so hard <laughs> to make a good first impression. And yet he's just, oh my God, he's sweating profusely and he had a 105 degree temperature. And, yeah. And he would have just, his throat so, would have just absolutely been so sore. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, wow. but I think actually, <laughs> that sucks. In a, in, a, in a strange in a strange way, I feel it brought us closer together. Um, okay. It really, I don't know. It was my. I'm like, all right, this is good. Like, I get to show him that I can be a loving, caring future wife. <laughs> Before we even out to do that together. <laughs> like that's an important thing. I want my yeah, spouse totally. to be able. If I'm sick, I want somebody to be able to take care of me in a nice way. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Okay. So how, how long was that? How long did that last for? Like, oh well, the entire time we were in Dubai. <laughs> Is that like five days? So, uh, yeah, I think it was about five, four or five days. Um, <laughs> I did go out on my own once or twice, um, and then the. One of the last days we did go to Expo together. I don't know how we got out of bed, to be honest. That was just like, I kept saying to him, you don't really, you don't need to. And that's actually a point that I want to, like a tip. Like, I never, he felt so guilty that he couldn't, because he'd been to Dubai before and I had never been. He felt so guilty that he couldn't show me around. He kept apologizing over and over again. But like genuinely, like this guy was sick. What? It would be rude. It would be, I'd be a horrible person if I was like, Oh my God, I came all the way to Dubai and you didn't, you know, take me to fancy restaurants or you didn't do this for me or that, like that would turn them off instantly. Yeah. Um, but also as well, if you really like someone, you've, you've, you said you've created that bond, then yeah, that's kind right. of not, doesn't sound like somewhere that you'd go with that, you know, so, it doesn't sound like yeah. you're that kind of person. If you're, yeah. exactly. And, and also like you went to hang out with him, like, yeah, you haven't seen Dubai, but you can go to Dubai again. It's the first time you're meeting him, you know? Well, and that was another thing we told each other over and over again. Like, it honestly didn't matter what I did. Yeah, like, I didn't doesn't... care what. Even if even if I didn't go to Expo, it's not the end of the world. Right. Exactly. It's truly not. Like, I truly went for him. And that was the, that was the truth. I was so excited to meet him. I was, oh, my God. Like, 
it's it's exciting when totally. like, I've dated I've dated a lot over the years, but when you really meet that person where it's like, oh my gosh, this could actually be somebody that I truly connect with. Yeah. It's a whole nother it's a whole nother thing. So. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's a long journey, isn't it? Far out. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's feeling better. You're in Dubai. Thankfully. Still not feeling, still oh, not feeling better. Oh, really? Still not <laughs> and we, we get and we get on the plane to go to Africa. Oh my gosh! So he's still still sick after five days. Gosh, yeah. did they were the uh, were the doctors able to give him anything? Or uh, yeah, he took medication every day. Okay, so oh, it was. Gosh. We were hoping that maybe like three days into Africa that the medicine would kick in. That was the hope, that was a hopeful plan. Luckily, I know how to drive manual transmission. Because in the U.S., that's not so common. But luckily, I do. But I'd never driven on the opposite side of the road. But when we got to Africa, he was so out of it. He's He just wanted to sleep. So I'm right. like, all right, you go to sleep. I'll drive. This wasn't part of the plan at all. You just got to so go with it, right? I think I'm like, you know what? Just do, let him. This poor guy needs to sleep. Like, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> Make sure we get make sure we get to our first destination safely. So I think it was like four and a half hours or something like that that I drove. Um, so you went to the airport and then he had a car waiting and then you right or you hired a car yeah. or something. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I know when I drive on the other side of the road, I'm I'm like right side, right side, right side in my head. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and but and with manual, it's like opposite. It's just oh yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah. god. I haven't done it with it's, the opposite hand. Not easy, I will say that it's like terrifying, and it's in a country I've never been to, right? So, yeah, and then so you don't like, know what, what the drivers are like, it's like yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Well, this is, <laughs> this is a very adventurous first date, was, so, okay? So, you get to your first destination in South Africa. Where were mm -hmm. you in South Africa? Okay, so we flew into Joburg, into Johannesburg, mm -hmm. and the plan was we were going to stay uh, one night. I don't remember exactly where it was. It was pretty cool. We drove a few hours, stayed in this like mountainous. Uh, the first hotel we stayed in was not super fancy by any means, but it was really nice. Like, we arrived in the middle of the night and um, it was so funny. Actually, I almost had a heart attack. The guy, the gatekeeper checking us in. I'll never forget this random story. But it's kind of funny. Like we were walking in the dark and there's a billion bugs like everywhere. And next thing you know, the gatekeeper, he's like stomping on something like aggressively with his foot. And he's like, die, die. And, we're, <laughs> oh and I'm just God. like, what, what is it? It must be something like super deadly. Like oh this guy's just like going nuts. But it turns out it was just like a worm. And it wasn't like that doesn't. But anyway, oh, my God, we laughed about that forever. But I, I was terrified. I'm like, oh, my God, like something's going to attack us or something. Like it's a snake or something. <laughs> something really bad. But it was just like a, I was just like, oh, okay. But um, so we stayed one night and then something really interesting happened the next day. So we checked out of that. It was a bed and breakfast. And our we were ultimately going toward Kruger National Park where okay. we were going to have our safari. Mm -hmm. But um, we stopped in the, oh, my gosh, what's it called? My the three rondovals, I think that's what it's called. It's spectacularly beautiful. And um, so we're sitting on this beautiful mountaintop with this gorgeous scenery. This was a little break on the long drive. It was probably like a 10-hour drive. And I remember sitting there. It was only just two days into our Africa trip. And I was, and we hadn't had been intimate yet because he was really sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you probably hadn't even kissed. Really? No. He, he obviously, was, he, he was really sick. Water. He was he was like truly sick. Do you know what though? That actually, I know this is obviously you know. It, it was good. It's a silver lining because you got to have, be, have some space without being physically intimate. Yeah, that's great. It was actually, you know what? And I truly felt no pressure. He wasn't like, if yeah. anything, he was like, stay like you should stay, stay away, away a little from bit. Me. Yeah, yeah, that's but fair. I, but I. But I actually, like, I wanted to just be closer to him. And there was part of me that's like, I don't really care if I get sick. But then that's, I was thinking, like, that's really stupid. Like, I don't want to get sick. No, and it would be a nightmare <laughs> so, traveling. Yeah, yeah. It's not absolutely. A, so yeah. um, so we kept our distance a little bit. But I remember sitting there on this mountaintop at the three rondovals. And I turned to him. And I was so nervous because I had been thinking about this all day long about what I wanted to say to him. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't even say. I know he's going to watch this. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say what no I pressure, said. Maybe no I'll, I'll keep. So um, I said to him, I said, perhaps just for the next month while we're traveling together, I said, I would love for you to be my temporary boyfriend. I didn't want to put pressure on him. So I was like, I just want you to be my temporary boyfriend. And then at the end of the month, you can break up with me if you want to. <laughs> okay. And- so like, because also like for me, it was almost like tricking my mind because I don't, I'm over one night stand. I don't want to have a one night stand or a one month stand for that matter. Right. <laughs> like that's just not what I'm looking for at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to make sure that it was something like that he was genuine about like creating something between us. And like, I truly wanted something between us. Um, so by saying that it was kind of me, I was just so nervous to just say, Hey, would you be my boyfriend? So instead I'm like, well, it's okay. You can break up with me at the end. But in my mind, I'm like, all right, this is a good trick. He'll agree to it. And then I'll be such a great girlfriend. He won't want to break up with me. But I got a response, though, that I was not expecting at all. And he said, oh, he looked at me with great surprise. And he's like, I thought you were already my girlfriend. He said, I, he's like, I already, you were like, in my mind, you were already my girlfriend. And it was just so much relief. Um, and I felt so grateful that I went ahead. Because I think in this day and age, there's so much uncertainty in relationships and things have changed so much. And unless you actually say to somebody, are we in a committed relationship? Right, yeah. It doesn't matter how many times a week you see someone. It doesn't matter how many times you've slept together. It doesn't mean anything these days. Yeah, you you definitely have to have the conversation and define it and... Yeah. And I think a lot of people have, I know there's lots of different types of relationships now, so not everyone's exclusive, but I think typically people have the, are we exclusive conversation? And that's usually like the next step. But I love now that these days it can look different to that. You can still be committed and in a non-monogamous relationship, but in your case, you were like, okay. So that's what that meant to you being like being, having a, a partner, a boyfriend. Yeah. Did you say boyfriend? I love that. I <laughs> like, I want you to be my boyfriend. But uh, I don't know. That's what I, for me, that was like the first step to something further. Mm-hmm. And also too, like, I know like he's from a completely different culture mm-hmm. and like in a lot of Muslim cultures, like dating really isn't a thing. Right. It's actually more like you're dating because you have the intention of marriage. And for me, coming from Western society where it's it's very different. So I really felt that I had to be open and discuss like straightforward, like, all right, this is what I want. Like, what do you want? So it became an open discussion, which Mm -hmm. was really helpful and took our relationship, I think, just to a whole new level. 
Mm, okay, so so what? So you got to this first destination. You're sitting on this beautiful place. Uh, you had this conversation about yes. <laughs> commit, like commitment, really. Commitment. Like, it was a for the next for the next month and a bit. We're going to commit to each other, and then we'll kind of see how like kind of see how it goes we're having an extended yeah. first date <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay great so then then what happened after that after you've had the head all right well all right so I'll just fast forward the rest of the trip it was okay. the most romantic oh my god he went I'm not saying this to make you make anyone jealous or be like oh look at me or any like I honestly was blown away I've seen some pretty spectacular high-end things in my lifetime but he really went all out and this was like even for if it was my honeymoon (laughs) this would have been the best honeymoon ever we stayed in the most magnificent like wild game resort I don't know what you call it we stayed in a beautiful place like right in the Kruger National Park um like sleeping right next to the animals it was insane it was the most elegant beautiful five-star and ever all the other couples that were staying there, there were only three other couples. It was just a very small, intimate place. But everyone's like, "Oh, we booked this so long ago. This is our honey." One couple was on their honeymoon. One couple couple was everybody was celebrating these like, really important things. And then here we were on our first date. That's so funny! Oh my gosh, did you they're tell like, them? How, that you were I, we, of course, they're like we all would talk, and they're like, "So you know, how long have you been together?" And I'm like, "Well." Weeks. <laughs> a few days really a few days <laughs> that's so funny awesome so, oh my um, gosh amazing so yeah no it's it was just the most incredible feeling talia just that i could truly be myself i like here there's one thing you know maybe you can fake being somebody for a day or two days you know or a date for a few hours at a time or you know every week or something like that but when you're staying with somebody literally a full month straight 24 hours a day you can't not be yourself and it was just so beautiful to experience like we laughed so hard we both have the same dorky sense of humor we both uh I don't know we're super adventurous. We both got excited over the same things. And it was just so exciting to experience. And I wish that everybody could experience that at least once in their lifetime, if not with their ultimate partner. So. Wow. So three, three weeks. And did, so you're in that beautiful um, safari park for a while? A few days. And then we moved on and we went to Cape Town for, I don't even know how long, maybe a week or so. Um, oh my god, that the place where we stayed there was just stunning as well. Like <laughs> not too he he chose some very nice places. Beautiful places. <laughs> yeah. So, so so what happened after the three weeks? So you lasted three weeks and yeah. I guess you guys so did you kind of go in the process of falling for each other in that time? Or where that already happened before you met him? I would say right before we met. I knew for sure that I was going to, like, I was right on the tip of the iceberg, just ready to be, like, tapped over. <laughs> um, so I I fell for him pretty quickly. Um, and, yeah, I'd say we both fell for each other really quickly, for sure. And then what happened after um, the three weeks? So normally, it's interesting. Normally, I think my just go-to mindset would be, like, oh, we live so far away from each other. How is it going to be possible to ever see each other again? But because of the conversations that we had, 
it was like, I actually had no worry. Like we already started planning our next trip. He's like, all right, you know, I want to, let's see each other again next month. We'll go somewhere, you know, figure out where you want to go next month. Um, so his next crazy idea, he's like, all right, let's go. We've both never been skiing in our life. So he's like, let's go to the best ski resort in France. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And we'll go skiing. <laughs> oh, this like, relationship. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, he's like, I've never been skiing. I'm like, I've never been skiing. So, um, so yeah, just maybe a month later we met in France and then we went to Italy. Um, How long were for, you there for? Uh, I think it was like two weeks, something like that. Nice. So yeah, it was harder for him to take. He owns a, a number of companies. So he's the CEO of a few different big companies in Saudi Arabia. So, um, it's harder for him to take off lots of time. I know. I was going to so say I, that's a lot of time off work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So luckily I work for myself and he, officially he works for himself too. Um, so, but he'd also told me that he had never taken that long of vacation. These were the longest vacations he'd ever taken in his life, mm. um, which I really, it meant so much to me that he would do yeah. that for me. Yeah, that's Just, lovely. It really, it really meant a lot. So. Yeah, there's so many small and big gestures in that, in that taking that time off, spending yeah. it with you, especially having not met you taking that first month. Oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> incredible like, gesture. Yeah. And you know, and not even like, even if you back up a little bit, even just taking the time for like phone calls in the morning and night, like for a busy CEO, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like we were talking easily, you know, 45 minutes to an hour in the morning and another hour at nighttime, if not more. And those are like maybe to a normal person. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got all the time in the world. But for him, like that's a big chunk of his life. Yeah. So um, these little things like really helped me feel more comfortable. And I really just appreciated it so much. So I think when you like someone, you know, you know, you just want to spend time with them. You don't really think about those things. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a stretch, but you don't mind doing it because you just want to be closer to them. You know, you bring up a really good point and something I've always believed in. In the past, I've dated other men with important jobs, I guess, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, I always say there is no excuse. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates or like, it truly doesn't matter who you are when you like somebody like they will find the time to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. So if a man's making up excuses like, Oh, I, you know, I'm too busy or Oh, this, like they will find the time. Yeah. There's always, even if it's, you know, one minute between meetings yep. to send a quick message, Hey, I'm thinking about you. There's always that little yeah. bit of time. Yep. So if a man's if a man's not doing that, I'd say red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Being there. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I don't have time. Um, okay. But this is a clear message. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can't get any more so. clear than that. Okay. So you went on your second date to um, France. Amazing. You yes. both You both learned how to ski on that trip. Was it incredible? <laughs> uh I, I don't know. Well, we're both sure. I don't know if you say learn to ski, but yes, we try. <laughs> we attempt. We attempted to ski. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I've been there. Uh -huh. Oh, we we were just on the we were on the kitty run. <laughs> With That's all awesome. Like this. That's awesome. Was, I know. I was, was looking at that black hill and the diamond, going. I don't know how people do this. Like, 
yeah. So, so you you attempted to ski, amazing. <laughs> so now what do you do? Are you still together with this person? We're still together. So the thing is, so actually this month though has been really, really tough. This has been the toughest month I'd say in our relationship. It's Ramadan right now. Uh, so okay. with his, I'll call it schedule of, it's like a completely flipped around schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really tough to be able to find the time like we did before to talk mm-hmm. daily. However, though, it's really st- like I'm kind of in disbelief with myself because my normal like go to would be like freak out. Like, oh, my gosh. Like that whole thing, red flag that he's not finding the time to talk to me. Right. But because I think of what we created and the openness that we had in the beginning, um, even like for these few weeks where we're not talking as much, I feel somehow perfectly fine. And I feel still like confident. And like, I did have my mini meltdown a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, do you ever want to see me again? And he's like, oh, of course I want to uh, see you yeah. again. And in my mind, it's like, oh my, come on, Alexandra. Like it's a major holiday. Like I know how this goes. Yeah. Um, well, because it also but, is not Ramadan. In Ramadan, there's no drinking of water either, is there? Right. So he's fasting all day long. Yeah. And then the work the work hours are smaller. And then he at 6 p.m., he finally eats. And then after 6 p.m., because of all of the companies that he has, he needs to do more work. Um, so then he's working until like 3 a.m. Oh, my gosh. And then Oof. it's just completely all over the board. And I assume that there would be some um, – I've never participated in Ramadan, but I – assume there would be some sort of um adjusting of your body like especially not drinking water like it's one thing not eating food but not having water as well during the day is pretty intense it's yeah so actually two years ago I was living in Dhaka Bangladesh um and I participated I'm actually Jewish (laughs) but why not um but um no it's it really wears on your energy is just so low. Yeah. Um, and also another thing I have to point out that makes it really tough is during the day while you're fasting, you're also not supposed to have any type of sexual thoughts. Oh, okay. Um, so like our normal flirting, if you want to call it that. Um, uh, okay. Like it's just not, not appropriate during this time. Got it. So there's a whole number of things where it's like, mm. Well, okay. this is like, so it's um, some real adjusting for both of you for this month. Yeah. Okay. Well, this it's kind of good for you to go through this, I guess, isn't it? Because it's moving forward, and, this will be your annual. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, I think one thing that makes this relationship work is I think we're both incredibly open minded, even though we come from completely different backgrounds, very different religions, I would say. At the same time, we both understand each other and support each other's traditions and I even like last Hanukkah I can't believe like I would light the candle like the Hanukkah candles and we would video call with each other and he learned the prayer and sang along with me for the Hanukkah prayer it's like even just like small things like that yeah that's lovely it's just like it just really shows that somebody is willing to put in the effort wow okay so there's so you're basically doing the long distance thing for now yes okay and have you talked about like moving forward? Because you mentioned at the start of the uh, interview that you wanted to have kids. Is that something that you've discussed with him? Yes, absolutely. The thing is, at this point in my life, at the age of 37 and now 38, like I have to be upfront about it. Of course. And I don't, yep. don't, don't want to 
it's a really fine line because on one hand, like if you just go straight into it, like, hey, I want to have kids and I can't wait around forever to have kids. Oh my God, that can scare a guy off faster than, uh, I don't, yeah, just really fast. The interesting thing that surprised me, I guess, is when I brought it up to him, he just was so accepting of it. And it made me feel so safe and so seen. And he also like let me know that like he wasn't dating me just to date me. Like that he also like was dating me with the intention of seeing if I was somebody that he could potentially spend his life with. And knowing that, like it came off in such a genuine way. Like I believe him a hundred percent when he says that. And I too, like, I don't know if it wasn't for that, like maybe I'd be like, hey, I think we should have an open relationship and I should be dating other people or something like that. But the the way that he expresses himself, um, like I am excited and wanting to see where this goes with with him. So and sounds like he wants to have kids and kind of explore that with you too. Yeah, it's tough because ultimately I would have to move there um, if we wanted to be together because of his um, businesses. So that terrifies me. Mm. But you know what? life's an adventure so i'm i'm up for it <laughs> okay okay Why not? Yeah. that's a whole other thing but that's a yeah. whole that's a huge adjustment because there's huge, like there's going to be a yeah, massive amount of adjustment moving to completely different country with a lot of different laws to where you live yeah, yes yeah for sure and, and and i guess you've spoken about that together we've talked about it a lot i think i'm much more open to it maybe than he is Mm, um, that's interesting I don't know. but I also like I I consider myself a realist I don't want to live in some dream dreamy world um but so we've both discussed and I've asked a bunch of questions you know what about this and could I, am I allowed to do this or can I do that and there's certain things where I'm like all right I've got to really like meditate on this and see is this something that I can actually do but the thing at the end of the day that I feel is I don't know I've, I've dated so much and like I truly feel like this is like an incredible match for me and I think that no matter where I live like if I were with him I would live a great life amazing okay is there any other possibility of you living anywhere else that has not come up okay so <laughs> I guess you'll <laughs> I, I, I wish but uh, <laughs> so so let, let's go back to the um long distance you, you've touched yeah. on a lot you speak daily what else do you do to really keep that love ignited while you're so far away because I, I know when you really love someone it's really difficult to be that far away from them so a few things I'd say number one I just put all of the rules like take all of the rules and throw them out the window like forget about it like it's it's a waste of time, I guess. So for example, like if I want to talk to him, I call him also like, but with that, I'm also really like respectful. Like I know that he's busy. So like, if he is busy, like, you know, he'll answer and he'll like, be like, oh, you know, I'm really busy right now. Like, let me call you back in a bit. And he does yeah. call me back in a bit. So I, and I don't get like that that doesn't hurt me personally. Of course. No, I, don't yeah, take, yeah. I don't take that personal or right. I don't think, oh, he doesn't want to talk to me or, oh. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like when I want to talk to him, I, I write to him or I call him or video call or whatever. 
So I think that's a huge part of it. Also, just being really open with communication, like whatever I'm feeling, I express. So, oh, I'm really missing you. Or, oh, I'm really having a hard day today. Like I need a little extra encouragement, you know, to get me through this hour of difficulty. If I'm thinking of something intimate or how do I, I don't know. If, I, if, I, if I'm fantasizing about him in some way, like I'll let him know. <laughs> And I think that really keeps uh, the spark going and ex things exciting. Um, what else? We just talk about each other's days and we laugh a lot. And... and how often have you seen each other? So you went skiing together and you went to South Africa. So we, we've had these two dates and they each lasted. A, well, one was just over a month and the other was just about a month. Um, those have actually been our only two dates. So next probably he'll come to Seattle, hopefully. That'll be um, nice. And he's hoping to stay for an extended period of time, which is great. But um, yeah, honestly, I oh, I feel so weird. There's a part of me that just feels like almost frozen, like uh, before I say this, because it feels almost like shameful or wrong or something like that. But it's like, I feel like I don't have, because of my age, maybe this is just an excuse, but maybe it's not an excuse. But because of my age, I just can't wait around forever. Right. I really can't. So I've got to figure this out one way or another. You need so to know. Yeah. I need to know. I can't just keep doing this long distance thing and yeah. going on these fun trips. Like, yes. Do I love to go on fun trips? Of course. But like I've been there and I've done that. And it's right. not about the, it's not about the trips anymore. No, no um, I feel you. Like that, I totally feel you. <laughs> like, I, I could I would give those up in a sec. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You just want <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? That I mean, I can only speak for myself, but it's like you want, I want this quiet love, you know, it doesn't have to, I mean, yeah. big love's amazing. And like, there's big love in the quiet love, you know, it's like that closeness, uh, like the Saturday morning yeah. in each other's arms. That's what's really the, the beautiful Absolutely. moments. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, something about that is like, I never asked to go and stay at five star hotels. I never asked to go and stay at the best safari place in uh, like I didn't actually ask for any of that I just told him I'm like you know what I'm like I knew him well enough that I, I knew that he was gonna do something nice I didn't know how nice but I think that also in a relationship like there's so many women that feel like "Ooh, I'm getting this free trip like I have to put pressure on him to make sure that he knows that he has to treat me well and to take care of me and to buy me fancy things like, I think the second you do that, actually, it turns the guy off so much that he doesn't want to do that anymore. And I think it's almost like reverse psychology. That's not even like I'm I'm not consciously doing it. It's just more who I am. But I think that many women think like, oh, I have to demand these nice things. But every time when I've had. I don't know, I've been treated to some really spectacular, beautiful things in my life. And never once have I demanded anything. Um, right. Like it feels so much better when they want to do it for you. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, like, I don't know. I, th I think there's lots of, you know, I was actually watching this reality TV show the other day called The Ultimatum. Uh, hor horrendously addictive. Yes, <laughs> I, I think I've never... got one. I've got like one episode left, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never watch reality TV, so it was like it's like a shock. <laughs> I'm like now I know why people watch this. 
but it was interesting because there was this woman on there and she kept stating how important money was to her. And I think, that, you know, I noticed this a lot on social media is this, there's this notion that typically a lot of women, and this is what I'm seeing on social, want money. And, and I was like, huh, that's interesting because I guess the circles I'm in, you know, of course money is important. We all need money to live, but it's not the most important thing. And I would personally rather be with someone who I'm in head over heels in love with and them not be rich than be with someone who's really rich and, and not be in love with them. So anyway, I mean, I don't know. There's just, there's more important things. Money. Yeah. The thing is, you know, I, I've dated very wealthy men in the past and trust wealth does not equal a good relationship. No, not does at, not. Not <laughs> at all. Not at all. And, you know, another thing too, like I, for myself, like I work hard, I afford the nice, like I wanted to have Versace dishes. So I bought, <laughs> I bought myself, <laughs> I don't know, but like, it's like, I can, I'm not saying that the woman has to always be able to afford everything herself. It's not like that at all, but just that, I don't, again, just going back and just not demanding it, not putting that pressure on somebody mm-hmm. like the woman in the ultimatum, every guy was so turned off by her. And it's more like, I don't know, like even there were times during our Africa trip where my boyfriend was like, you know, if there's something you want to do, just let me know. And I'm just like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, maybe like, let me think about it. So there was like a really nice restaurant that I wanted to eat at. And I even like, I didn't say like, we have to eat here. This is, but I more threw it out. I'm like, hey, this is like something that I'd like to experience. It looks really good. You know, what do you think about it? So it was more like of a conversation and a decision together mm. instead of like, you have to take me here or mm. else you're some horrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. I don't think that's going to go down very well. So. And right. <laughs> no. So. Um, but, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to ask you a question. What do you think is working so well about this person? I know you've talked about, you, you know, you talk every day, you go out of your way for each other. You have a great connection. Is there anything else that you would kind of cite as, the reason why you think this particular situation is working so well? I would say like for any long distance relationship, like if I look back to all the long distance relationships I've been in, which has been a few. <laughs> uh, oh God. But I would say like, you have to just be open. Yeah. Like open communication, open-minded. Um, you have to be understanding. Like, like I was actually really hoping to see my boyfriend right before Ramadan. Like he was saying that he was going to maybe come to Seattle right before Ramadan. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like, did I feel heartbroken? Beyond heartbroken. But, but like, I have to be understanding of the situation. Right. And I think that when each person is understanding and supportive of each other and like the changes, like things can change from one minute to the next. And if you're okay with that, like you don't have to be okay with it, but to be able to like let it go and move past it, um, I think that's what makes the difference between something that can actually like work really long term and something that can end really quickly. You also you mentioned in a previous conversation that you're very different people from very different worlds. What are the things that you have identified in both of your different cultures that may be something you need to navigate around? Okay, well, uh, he's on the quite religious side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not as religious by any means. Not only that, but we're just different religions. That's a big thing. He yeah, prays. Well, thing. He he prays multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pray. 
very much, <laughs> if ever. Um, <laughs> I'm saying it nicely. <laughs> That's cool. You're, you're allowed to, to live your life the way you but like. I, I, I believe in being a good person, and that's something that we definitely have in common. Mm -hmm. um, but also things like just culture and tradition. Like in his country, women, you know, wear all black. Mm -hmm. You know, the black um, hijab, or there's not, it's not, hijab is only if you have the head covering. But is, if you is cover, it called a burqa? Is it called a burqa? The bur oh, actually, no. So it's burqa is the one where you're fully covered. Okay. And then there's different levels. And I forget all of the different names. Please forgive me. But, um, but so like, if I were to move there, he would want me, like as a respectable woman, uh, to wear the traditional clothing. Um, that's something where I'm like, Oh my gosh, my mother would strangle me. I'm sure if she thought about that. Um, I love to wear colorful things. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and you come from a culture but, that it doesn't doesn't dress in that way as well. Right. So there's there's many different things, but at the end of the day, this is where I look at it. Like this is how I look at it. At the end of the day, like the things that we want out of life. And the ways that we treat others and the ways that we treat each other is exactly the same. Like we both, like I, I found it so, I'll use the word sexy actually. Like he was so kind to like just the help, like when we were like traveling or, you know, just, you know, um, servers and restaurants or the bellhop at the hotel, just the way that he was so respectful and kind. Like, that's the kind of person I want to be with. And it doesn't matter what religion or where you come from. Um, like, at the end of the day, if you're a good person, all of those differences, like, I think if you can, as a couple, talk about it. Again, coming back to talking about it. Yeah. It's not easy sometimes. But really, like, asking the questions, getting curious, being open, watching your emotions as they arise and pass and realizing, all right, it's not permanent. I'm a meditator, <laughs> but like just noticing, all right, you know what? Am I okay with this before I react? Like, let me actually let this sink in right. and not being reactive. Um, so I think that's really helpful when you're with somebody from a different culture. Yeah. I'm really interested to see where this goes. Cause I, I did hear you say before, you know, like I'm 38. There is kind of, I, I'm on a bit of a timeline. <laughs> so I'm, I would love to check in with you again down the line and see how this <laughs> sounds. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. Um, Alexander, yes. thank you so much for being here today. I, thank you. I've, it's just been a pleasure talking to you. I, it, and the reason why I wanted to bring you on here is because I just love hearing these kind of stories of people meeting each other in ways that we won't we kind of don't expect to work. And I, and also I think what attracted me is that you wrote, uh, what did you write? You wrote, I, I, I decided to go on one of those sketchy dating sites. <laughs> it was a really, it was a really sketchy website and he didn't realize what he was signing up for. That was the funniest thing. When he told me it was actually, I was like, you know what? I believe him. I don't think he knew what he was on. <laughs> um, Alexander, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yeah. So actually, so if you, I want to just point out, so one thing is I think that anybody, like truly anybody can do what I did. It's not some unheard of, it's not some crazy thing. Like what really worked for me was how I set up my dating uh, profile. Like mm -hmm. that was the, that was the real key to before any of this was able to happen is how I represented myself. Um, so I do actually coach women 
and um, I coached men for many years, as you said. But um, if someone wants to find me, you can find me on Instagram at dr, like doctor, and then Alexandra, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A. Or you could also email me too. Um, you can ask me questions if you want. And it's dralexandracoaching at gmail.com. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Just quickly, can you give us like your top three tips for filling out your dating profile in a way that is going to attract someone you really want? Okay. So tip number one, I always think like, what are five qualities in somebody else or what, what are like the man that you're wanting to meet? What are five qualities that he would be looking for? Think about that. And then take those five qualities and have each photo represent a different, each one of your photos represent one of those qualities. So if you're like, all right, I'm wanting a man that's really interested in somebody to travel with, then have a photo of yourself traveling somewhere. So then it's so easy, like it doesn't take a lot of thought. You can look and be like, oh, that girl likes to travel. Oh, that girl likes really you know, nice food. That girl is open-minded and likes adventurous things. Or that girl prefers to lay on the beach and suntan whatever it might be like it doesn't have to be rocket science for him to figure out who you are and what you're wanting so that's a big thing and then one really big tip too for your first date would be like go into it and pretend that he's already your boyfriend instead of having all of those first date jitters like what do I do what do I say like go into it and think like what if this guy was already my boyfriend how would I talk to him then Maybe don't say, hey, baby, I, I don't know, but to a certain extent, like if he was already your friend, how would you, how would you talk to him? And it just makes it so much easier. So, awesome. Okay. And yeah. a final tip. Oh, final tip. Mm, I would say that don't be afraid at all. So I'm going to give three different things online and then first date and then going back to like not meeting people online because I, that's one thing that I love to teach also. (laughs) And that is if you see a guy, it doesn't matter where he is, if you're in the grocery store or walking down the street or in a bookstore or on an airplane, met plenty of men on airplanes before. (laughs) Um, Just don't be afraid to make the first move. Like don't be afraid to walk up and just say something. It doesn't matter what it is. You can be like, hey, uh, where did you get your Starbucks coffee? Like even if the Starbucks is right there, it really doesn't matter what you say. It's just getting that first in and just starting a conversation. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much again for being here. You're I really, welcome. really appreciate you. For anyone listening, you can find all the links mentioned in this episode at rebellove.com forward slash EP58. Alexandra, thank you again. You are a legend. I really, thank really you. appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Rebel Love Podcast, the podcast about love, sex, and relationships. If you like this episode, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and find all the details of this episode and more at rebellove.com forward slash podcast. Calm blue ocean. <laughs> Do you know that saying? <laughs> All right. <laughs>